Welcome to season three of Motivate Me. We invite you to travel the 50 states in 90 days as we interview people about their passion. Why? In order to inspire you to live a life that's more exciting or more meaningful. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. So ladies and gentlemen, today I am outside of a super swanky wine bar in the middle of Dallas, Texas, and I am speaking to Carolyn Murray, whose passion is comedy. Now, Carolyn has a a full-time day job, but her passion is comedy. So Carolyn, first of all, welcome to Motivate Me. Thank you. Nice to be here. Thank you so much for coming out and hanging out with us tonight, having dinner, treating us to dinner. What? That was such a nice surprise. You're welcome. It was fun. I you know, to get to see Chelsea again and to meet you guys. It's been fun. Really appreciate it. So can you tell us where did your passion for comedy begin? Oh gosh, Um, as long as I can remember. I mean, when I was a kid, I would watch The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and I don't know what it was. I could still tell you to this day some of the comics routines that I saw when I was a teenager. Um, you know, and Jerry Seinfeld was on and Ellen DeGeneres and, you know, and they just mesmerized me. And I would go to school the next day and recite their whole routine <laughs> to all my friends who would listen. Can you share with us some of your favorite jokes? Um, sure. Uh, there's one that my best friend calls the money joke. Well, I call it the money joke. It's her favorite joke and she gets mad at me if I don't do it. Um, it's actually a vis- visual joke. Um, and. So basically, I'm not very fond of being overweight because I feel like there's a lot of things I can't do. Like I wouldn't make a very good fireman. Because trust me, you don't want an overweight fireman. You're trapped in a fire somewhere, scared out of your mind, and I come busting through the door like this. I just need a minute. It's hot in here. So that's, it's different from stage, obviously, but that's, that's her favorite joke. My personal favorite is the one I like to call the lipstick joke. I was talking to my mom about being single, and she said, oh, you really should wear lipstick more often. Oh, is that all it takes? <laughs> they are lining up now, baby. You know, it just, it just works. I get a lot of humor from family. That's awesome. So how did you start performing? Like at what age were you, how did you, because it wasn't that long ago, right? No, not really. Um, I kind of tricked myself into it a little bit. Um, I'm very administratively inclined naturally. That's my natural inclination is to organize everything. And so I needed to raise some money to go on a mission trip to Africa. So I thought, well, I'll do stand-up comedy. You know, my friends- Oh yeah, I've never done it before. I'll just do stand-up comedy. Well, my- Great fundraiser. My friends and family will come because they'll love and support me anyway. And even if I stink, they'll still love and support me. So why not? So I got all caught up in the administrative side. I printed tickets. I rented a theater. I, you know, got all caught up in that. And and even writing the material. I was just writing a bunch of jokes I'd done for years with friends and stuff. And about three days before I had to go on stage, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? (laughs) I was like, it was 
literally trying to figure out how to back out, but I didn't know who had tickets and who didn't, and there was no way out. So I was like, here we go. And how I got... Go? How did that go? It was great. Um, I did 45 minutes my first time ever on stage. That's a long time. It is. And I had the most fun. And some of my favorite jokes were the ones that just kind of came in the moment, because I'd never written jokes before. I had no idea how to write jokes. I just knew I told a lot of funny stories that my friends liked. And so some of the stuff that just kind of popped up in the moment ended up being my favorite jokes. And it was a lot of fun. Did you have any hesitations or challenges? Oh, yeah. I mean, just the whole getting up and stage in front of people thinking, what on earth was I thinking? Um, and, you know, what are people going to think of you? And my family was all there. What's my family going to think of me? What's all that kind of stuff. And just the normal... I would say it's normal for women to feel uncomfortable about at least some part of their body. I, at the time, felt uncomfortable about pretty much all of it. So getting kind of past that and just, just stepping out and doing it. How did you get past that? Because you know that's a topic for so many women and for so many women that other people could never imagine. You know, like we can look at a woman and say, oh my gosh, she's perfect. She yeah. doesn't see herself as perfect. No. I'm learning that more and more. It's very surprising. Well, for me, it was a, just a function of I, I'd already set the event and sold the tickets. I couldn't. But you continue to do it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there's just. Cue airplane. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here all week. Wine um, break. <laughs> there's nothing like. It's not, I was going to say being on stage, but it's not even that. There's something about giving someone the ability to laugh. And, because I never know what they're going through. And I'll give you a great example of that. I have several jokes that I wrote about this last job that I got in the whole interview process and how ridiculous it really was. And after the show, I did that routine and some other stuff. This guy came up to me and his wife came up and said, he's been unemployed for six months and he's been struggling and all of your jokes about job interviews and the ridiculousness just really made us laugh and stuff. Well, I couldn't have known that. You couldn't have known that, but you know what too? You take the risk of people coming up afterwards and saying, same, same scenario, we didn't think that was funny because my husband's been out of work for six months, right? Six yeah. weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, being a comedian, I, I feel like you, there's a lot of risks that go into that, more so than just our own limiting beliefs and, and our self-perception. There can be. Cue dive <laughs> bomber. This is like a drinking game. Yeah. I'll join you. <laughs> and slowly set the glass down. Um, there can be, and there have been, like every comic, there have been nights where, I mean, you get on stage and you're there to make people laugh and you're heckled for the entire time you're on stage and you can't, and there's a difference between the audience interacting with you and the audience heckling you. Mm -hmm. You know, there's people who get excited and they'll comment about your stuff. That's not heckling. It's the ones that are making fun or, you know, really kind of interrupting the flow and ruining it. Um, but it, yeah, when it doesn't work, it sucks. <laughs> so what have you learned about yourself though? Um, the more I do it, I've learned it's really, it's part of who I am. It's just kind of a natural 
this is the way I was wired. This is the way I think. This is the way I was made. It's part of me. And to not step into that and to not do something that, however you want to define it for me, that I was created to do, it just, it takes a piece of my joy away. You know what's crazy is I even hear in your voice that that is a comedian's voice as soon as I met you, immediately. <laughs> Something about your voice commands a stage and is entertaining. So, I don't know, I feel like you are in the right direction here. Well, thank you. I didn't believe that for a long time, you know? And I used to, it's so funny the limitations we set for ourselves because I kept, well, I need to lose weight before I get back on stage and this and that. We could say as that if, for everything. <laughs> we could say right? that for, I could have said that for this 50 state tour. Yeah. As if the audience is sitting out there going, you know, she's pretty funny, but she, she'd be funnier if she was skinny. They don't even, nobody thinks mm -hmm. like that but us, you know? So. And if, and if anybody is, who cares? Yeah. It's not, it's on not about your loss. And you know what I mean? Seriously. Yeah. Because, I mean, I could be missing out on all of this and you could be missing out on all of that. Yeah. I think I really, that point was kind of driven home for me for my very last show for whatever reason the mental place I was in I was really I was like well what do I care you know I'm gonna get on stage for 20 minutes and if I stink then that 20 minutes will be over and I'll move on with my day and something about that there was great freedom with it because I felt freedom to just kind of say what was on the top of my head and that even made I felt like my performance was even better I was even funnier and it's not because I didn't care and I didn't want to make people laugh. It's that I wasn't so caught up in what everybody thought. Well, and I think that your persona really lends itself to that too. You know, and if you can honestly believe it, it yeah. would be even funnier. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. there, there is an, a sexiness and an attractiveness to confidence, especially when somebody is being funny. There just is. Yeah. So if somebody, and I know that I, I've had Many people tell me, and I know a lot of my listeners out there would really like to give comedy a try. If they did, what should they envision for themselves? Um, they should envision being good at it, for one thing. Um, they should envision that it's an opportunity to make someone laugh, and how they respond is their choice. Um, and really, write the best thing is to write from your truth. What's funny to you and what's real to you is what others are going to find funny. How can they explore this though? Like, you know, if they're say, okay, if they say, okay, I see myself doing this. I've envisioned, like I've worn it. I see it, but now I need to explore what it would take. Where do they look? How did you get started? Um, well, I booked my own, I created my own show, but most people you can go to your local comedy club. Almost all of them have some kind of open mic night. Mm -hmm. I would highly recommend you invite your favorite friends who are going to love you no matter how you do. Because um, that also, the club wants the support of a good audience there. So um, find your local open mic. You get about three minutes, which is funny because the first time somebody told me three minutes, I was like, that's not enough time for anything. When you're on stage, three minutes is an eternity. So, and just write down stories that you've told that friends have, or things that kind of annoy you. That's my thing is stuff. Thank you. Think, things that annoy me. Speaking of, you know, that's where a lot of my voice comes from, is how I think stuff is utterly stupid. 
So just figure out what's funny to them and just be their, for fancy terms, their authentic self. Just be who you are. So I really think that you included what they should do for their first step to execute that because I am envision, explore, execute, you know, and, and then laugh. Yeah. And laugh at yourself. Just do it. Cause you can sit around for, you know, I thought about doing comedy since I was 15 years old. Just do it. Just try it. How can people find you? They can find me through email at C Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y. 817 at yahoo.com. Okay, perfect. I love it. Thank you so much for speaking with us today on this beautiful Dallas street, very close to the airport. Yeah, it's <laughs> been a lot of fun. I'm such a jokester all of a sudden. <laughs> it's, it's the energy, you it know, is. it's getting out there. You should try stand up and then. <laughs> yeah, this is my stand up. Look, I'm standing up. <laughs> That's as funny as I get. You just get on stage and throw some laundry around and go, I just want to make myself feel at home. <laughs> you can pour your glass some wine, you know, whatever, whatever. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the 50 States in 90 Days Lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision, explore, and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful, you can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com. And the world keeps turning and I just keep moving along.